Hey. What were we talking about earlier? I forget. I don't have the audience. We were talking about... What were we doing before this, guys? We were talking oh, yeah, about we were, how... We were playing some Mario Party. Mario Party. Mario Kart, Mario Party. It's Mario Party. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were playing Mario Party. The fucking NPC won. I came in second somehow. Yeah, the fucking... We, we, sent, Mar, we sent an NPC to normal and it beat us. How? And we don't play casually. Despite this what one swept the floor with us. I don't get yeah, it. I swept the floor is an exaggeration. And it's it like I usually play with like master you. NPC, and it's yeah, like it doesn't even so. do that well. They make dumb decisions. I don't get why a normal beat us. Fucking normie. No, I don't get it at all. I I don't understand. Well, I'm mad about that. Also, I'm Brody. <laughs> I'm Jess. Oh, we're doing this again. I'm Rose! Yeah, Yay. and welcome to One Frame Off. Mm-hmm. We have already recorded this once already. It's take two. It's take two. <laughs> I was not take recording one. sound. Take two. <laughs> Something went wrong. Technical difficulties, guys, is uh, what it we say in the you. entertainment industry. You didn't miss much. We did this. <laughs> we opened up some beers. Jess gave me a really firm handshake. I give very firm handshakes. Like... Like, close the deal kind of handshake. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's what Either I'm really good at. Either close the deal or she's in the mafia, because holy shit. They do both. Yeah. Well, hold on a minute. They, it's like, it's we like... We give you offers you can't refuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... Either Handshakes you, you can't get away for from. me yeah. for the family or you die. Yeah. Let's shake on it. Yeah. Let's shake on it. Pinky I... Pump. I, I can't help you can't it. Break a pinky My dad no, taught me like, at a young age... mom will kill you to break a pinky promise. That a firm handshake is everything you need to know about a person. And if you have a limped wrist handshake, oh, I judge yeah. you. Do you do you, do you guys remember the episode of King of the Hill? <laughs> where, oh, yeah. The one where Hank actually meets George W. Bush. Bruh. And and then like they shake his hand and he's just like, oh my God. <laughs> what a limp. His handshake was limp. <laughs> what a limp handshake. I don't know if I believe this man. He's not my president anymore. <laughs> you mean? know, um, I actually bet Donald Trump has a very limp handshake because his wrist and hands are so small. I've seen that, but like, have you ever actually seen the video he does where it's like he takes it and then he just like yanks it towards him? Yeah, that's weird. I didn't process, I didn't like observe it that much to like process that, but. He's just a douchebag who quite honestly deserves to be cut out ever out of every movie that he's ever been in. Yeah. Home even, Alone too. Home Alone, Redux. yeah. Especially Home Alone. Is he in any other movies besides Home Alone? Yes, unfortunately. I can't think of any. It's always just been Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone is always he, Watching he, him give four directions to a child. Oh, I'm sure he has. But who knows? Maybe in a few years. Um, that He'll be on King of the Hill. No, maybe in That would be great, years, actually. Like oh, they're, they're, they're uh, bringing back King of the Hill. Really? I, I don't agree with Wait, it at all King because um, Brittany Murphy isn't here for, to be Luann, but nevertheless, they apparently are rebooting it. That's Hold on, fine. time out. I knew about How I Met Your Father, which is oh. a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. Have you actually seen it? I'm terribly disappointed. The worst spinoff in history. How I Met Your Mother is so good. Is right that 80s end, show. Right up People the have end, issues with that. Really yes. good. I hate the ending of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I, I was lo- social. I was like... Not socially, but like emotionally invested mm-hmm. and socially invested in this. I think a lot of people in, were in this TV show. It, it was kind of a right letdown up for until a lot. the fucking ending, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's who the mother is? Bullshit! Who's the mom? Some lady from the band of their wedding, and then she dies. 
Well, no. Oh. She, not but it was only, Robin the no, whole time. No, not only does she fucking die, he goes and gets with fucking Robin. They're like, no, it's not. No! But have you actually seen How I Met Your Father, though? No. I, I refuse. I saw I the first watched couple episodes, episodes of that 80s show. Oh, no. Oh, I love that show. Can we, can I also, it's fair to mention here that they, that 80s show is a stain that on sitcoms. Show? Yeah. The I, only I, good I, thing, I prefer, the only good thing about it is that, that Glenn Howerton was on that show and he used the money that <laughs> yes. he made from it to buy the camera to shoot It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> People. Yep. No, That's like literally the only Check that off your bingo board, baby. Yep. Check it off your bingo board. Jessica mentioned um, <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia already. Yep. Let's continue. Let's check another thing off the bingo board. What are we all drinking today? Yes. Um, I already drank my New England cider. Oh, uh, we've been drinking a bit already, so yeah, we were happy I, I to see to each other again. Yeah, so you're welcome. I had to switch to water. I've, yeah, Rose has to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm drive drinking. Home. I've had a few sour monkeys by Victory, but it's not what I'm currently drinking. Victory. But halfway through, I might switch over to that. Right now, I'm doing another Compass Rose Car Hop, a blueberry lemonade sour, which is it's a good repeater. Delicious. I feel like we've had that on here before. We yeah, have. it's seasonal and it's nice and light and it's crushable. It's one of the few sours I absolutely love. Here's what's really happening: is you've been drinking more craft beer and you're starting to enjoy it. I promise I you, by this time next the, year, you'll be drinking lagers. Well, you'll be a straight-up snob. Yeah, no, it'll happen. Others. If you no, if you continue to expose yourself, it'll but happen. I love, I, I'm pointing to it. I'm pointing when to I first hand. started drinking beer, I could only do porters or stouts. I love sa- I, I love my ciders, and I love certain sours. That car hop. That you will be drinking, drinking lagers and fruited lagers by this time of next year if you continue at this rate. According to you. Just keep drinking. Yeah, yeah. Just keep drinking. You really have to work at it. Just continue to drink. I I know it's work. I know it's pressure. But just continue to knock them back, man. Just continue. All right, Brody. What are you drinking? (laughs) I just like one frame off. Keep drinking. One frame off. Drink alcohol. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Drink drink responsibly. Keep work responsibly. Can you cut this out? Drink. No. No, it's not getting cut out. Mm, it's funnier if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, hate me. They hate me. You oh, should drink responsibly. But we love you. I love Just you. don't drive a fucking car. What no, I'm, I'm drinking. drinking water. Anyways. What I'm drinking is uh uh I'm drinking a uh, birdsong <laughs> brew from Charlotte, North Carolina. Honey it's pie. Honey pie double IPA. Ugh. I like it. It's not is too it honey like. forward. It's not honey forward. No. Is there graham cracker? No, not graham cracker. And case, overall, I would be very disappointed. Hang on Wait, one sec. Let me sip test. Forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. Pardon me? What's honey forward? Like, so forward is going to be the first taste that you pick up on your palate. Honey is more like in the back here. I'm fine with that, actually. Yeah, it's, so, very, it's hot first because it's a double IP. And you, when, you, when you taste it, like at the middle, you could say that, or at the end, like it's got this on the end. It feels like I'm. Uh, it feels like it, like it hits you with bitterness, and then you kind of like chase it with honey. Here's the thing, Rose. That's good. You're, the how you taste and how you experience any delicious liquid or food, it, it, it's entirely subjective. So whatever you're saying is not incorrect, unless you're doing a wine tasting, <laughs> which I have found out when I'm doing a wine tasting, I'm like, wow, this tastes like gummy bears, and they just look at me like I'm a fucking idiot, <laughs> which isn't wrong. 
So we have some fun things to talk about today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of um, drinking and going into like fun things, what have we been playing lately? Uh, I got, I didn't oh, tell did you guys. Did, did, did we talk about what we played earlier? We did. We did. Okay, okay, sorry. We got two takes. I'm getting confused. We started I, talking about it, but I want to talk about how that round went. I, I, I didn't tell you guys this. I picked up um, Pokemon Snap again. Woo! Good. Do they add more stuff? They add, no one told me anything. No, I got no updates. I followed so many Pokemon outlets. Continue. I, but I like, I, they added some more courses and more things you can do. Yo, oh, I wait, started playing that yesterday. What? what it's so good. What but courses? Like, oh, well, a lot of them are just New like... New levels or additional levels on pre-existing levels? Because I'm down for like, both. Like new levels. And one of them that is kind of like the other. The one that I really like that really took me off guard. Here's a level where you shrink down... <gasps> You got that? It's like a straight up honey I shrunk the kids situation. Yeah, let them continue. Continue. Oh no, that's pretty much it. Like no, you're, no, no. What you're small are there? bugs. There's a lot of big bugs. bugs. Birds bugs. are scary as shit. Yeah. Are they big? They're yes, big. They're well you're small, which makes them big. Like scary big. Oh, like they're gonna big. take this what if they can make you really big? But then but all the Pokemon but would I mean, be small. How would that translate to the islands, though? If I'm cool. big, Pokemon small. But Waylords if we small, Pokemon small. big. Waylords you are think small. Fucking the mammoths are small or whatever. No, I got that prompt. Like, mm. I, I got that prompt and I started it. I oh haven't my God. finished it yet. When you guys leave, it's... I'm going to play a level. Oh, I got to play it. Yeah, I got to play it. But, but yeah. I also, I, I picked up Hades again. I haven't played Hades. I remember that was on my list. Well, it's a slap. I will eventually a, buy it because I know you love it. I love but... it. I love it for the Greek mythology. I love it because I also, when like, I really need to let off some steam, I just go <laughs> on a on like in Assassin's Creed. I just go on a full on like murderous rampage. Yeah, that's normal. Oh, that's what Hades Rose. is for. That, yeah, that's let me introduce Hades. you to Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Oh, I that's don't exactly like the fifth one. Like. I have you played, played the fifth one? GTA Five. I don't like it. What? Like, I'm not what if I get? What if I play the campaign up until we get to Trevor Phillips and then let you play? Oh, you. That would, might be better. You would fuck around. That might be Trevor better. Phillips. I think. That, that Trevor might Phillips. Be I don't know what it is like if they like purposely do the psychology when you play Trevor. You wanna like really fuck shit up. So Trevor Phillips is the embodiment of the soul chaos. of Grand Theft Auto. Chaos, absolute chaos. He is a literal representation of the chaos that most players want to just inflict upon the world. I actually have a fun transition. I was uh, over our little uh, mini lockdown. I started watching the show Snowpiercer. Oh, yes. they have a show about Snowpiercer? Yeah, they got a show with uh, Davy Diggs as the lead. Is it better than the movie? Yes. I would imagine it would be because the, uh, but, uh, a concept like Snowpiercer needs more world have building. Have you seen the anime? There's an anime? There's an anime. There's an anime that's Me and Bruno are like, we're done. I didn't know there was an <laughs> We're anime. leaving now to go but, watch uh, it. But one of the characters in Snowpiercer, I forget who it was. It's like a very, like, uh, very uh, shithead, like, police guy is actually played by the guy who is Trevor Phillips. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. He's he sounds in... exactly the same, and he plays a very similar he character. He looks a lot like him, too. He's in The Walking Dead, also. Like, he's in stuff. I gave up on Walking Dead a while ago. We all have, but <laughs> nevertheless. That's the name of the anime. So, the anime that so I... Snowpiercer reminds me of is basically you're on a train, and it's humanity's last oh, hope. I... 
I've heard I, I, Iron Fortress brings it Iron out. Fortress. It's like something of the know. Iron Fortress. Mm-hmm. It's such a good anime. I watched the entire thing. It's great. But that's a good show. Also, there's a season two of Snowpiercer has uh, uh, Sean Bean in it. Sean Penn? Yeah. Sean Bean? Sean Penn? Sean, Sean Bean's Game of Thrones. Sean Penn is Mystic River. Oh, okay. So Sean Oh, okay. Bean. I, I, yeah. I always thought that was the same guy. I got that confused. No, but Sean Bean. Sean Bean, Ed Sean Stark. Bean's, yeah, Ed Stark. He's there being like a millionaire villain guy, and he's fun. He's got a face for both. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So I know we did our little uh, mini update last week, but I was out of work all week last week. And instead of doing things that are productive, like catching up on what we need to watch for this podcast, <laughs> all I did for four days was play Tropico. <laughs> all I fucking did. I was a Cuban dictator for four days. Is, so is it like a Sims kind of game? Like a it's Mega like City? um, it's like Sim City. Okay, but, but with more power. Well, with it's got it's, what's good about Tropico, and if you like the Sim City games, uh, listeners out there, any management resource game, you will love Tropico. It has a sense of humor to it. Like it's it's really fucking funny. Like, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it ultimately is a resource management and political game. You also, um, it also has one of the best fucking soundtracks of any game I've ever played. Love a good soundtrack. Yeah, oh, it's it's like bomb Cuban music constantly. Sweet. Yeah, it's really great. And did, you, are, did you watch Attack on Titan? Oh, I did watch Attack on Titan. Oh, yeah, Jess. I need I need an update. How did you like it? So I've only watched the first episode so far. I believe we're two <gasps> in now. Two in as of I haven't had time. I've been very busy. Playing Tropico. It starts very strong, but we haven't gotten to anything too juicy yet. Okay, Which is good, so, but I'm not upset that I missed the second episode so far. Did you I'll really think Levi was dead? No, Levi's not dead. He's fine. He's just exploded. Yeah, I, you know, I he exploded. He exploded. He exploded. He's fine. Jeff, we, <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time getting into it because uh, I, I would halfway through the season like to do an update on where we think it's actually going to end, mm-hmm. which I, I do think we should do. But um, Levi caught Zeke. And as you remember, Rose Zeke is the beast titan. Mm-hmm. Big monkey. Um, it's like what Brody told me at the end of the first half of the fourth season um, Zeke had put his spinal fluid in wine meant for the higher ups in the military which which actually Brody I I do want to mention that I didn't I think it's funny that it's worked so well in his favor because he never intended for the scout troops to consume it I think like it just goes back to the fact the the premise of the show is just like human beings are kind of shitty. Yeah. Or it's, it's like everyone has to get their hands on this this cool wine. That, that, you're, Even the people who don't really need it or the people who are are not going to drink it responsibly. They're chugging that shit down. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just really love that where it worked out so well in Zeke's favor, but it was never his intention to be imprisoned by the scouts in the way that he was and then him then bring the wine and then drink it and then actually levi a to begin with having a moment of weakness where he wants to give his men a a moment of joy Mm -hmm. uh which is unlike levi entirely he's He's a very regimed and strict person in in a good way your boy he blew up. Yeah, and it's not fair. Oh, yeah. He's fine. <laughs> okay. Look, so, he just... they're, they're only saying that because I'm considering adding him to my anime boyfriend leg <laughs> tattoo. Leg. Yeah. You should. Right next to L. I'm, yeah. Oh, L. We don't even need to start. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
If you know, you know. If you don't, don't If you worry. don't, I can't Look. explain it to you. Well, My mom, hilarious. when I showed her the tattoo, Googled L, and she was like, <laughs> she was like, so, or I Googled Death Note, and she's like, so do you have a tattoo of L or Light? L? Why does he look so sad? <laughs> <laughs> it's the cutest fucking thing in the world. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyway. <laughs> yeah. anyways, I'm very excited to see where it goes. Where, where, where we Wait. get what we're discussing. I'm Wait, sorry. Where are any of the female characters right now? Hold on. The female characters are there. I'm just going to say the reason L exploded, not L, the reason that Levi exploded is because he, he uh, beat all those other Titans, was able to beat Zeke, capture him, and he stuck one of their like torpedo lancers. <laughs> Inside his stomach, so that if, if he decided to change the beast titan, he would explode. Oh, and and with the, it would, that, the, you know the rest. Revert back to pulp that needs to re become yes, a human. Absolutely not. If that happened to me, I'd look at everybody else and say, you know what? Fuck you all. I'm taking you all with me. That what he did. He did that. If he did that, he yeah. did that. I don't think he really intended to do it. Actually, I think he was actually totally having a, a, a moment of extreme emotion because his mission is such a priority to him. He was trying mm -hmm. to hold on. I would say fuck it all. Regardless, fuck, mission, fuck it, everything. Regardless, I'm taking you. Levi all is me. not dead. He's, He's just fine. hurt. Hanji would have never dove into the river with him with his corpse if she thought he was dead. Yeah, no, she would have broken down. If she would have she broken down and absolutely lost it, like we all would as as an audience. Yeah. Female characters, though, that that's a great um, yeah, thing to bring the, up in general. As characters. you all can, well, you can't gather here. You don't see my face or how <laughs> I represent myself, but. I am a female and I identify as such, and their roles in media have kind of shaped my life in a lot of ways, whether whether you want to admit it or not, they really do. How you grow up, how you form, what you see as examples of yourself, and the fictional and the real world really do influence you as an individual. Hmm. Agreed? Disagreed? Oh, totally yeah. agreed. Oh, yeah. Thoughts? Um, and real quick, if we're going to bring up strong females, I mean, Mikasa, despite oh, that heart-wrenching argument or discussion between oh, her and Aaron, right. which I think, I, I, I think they're like baiting it as like Armin's like, he's got to be faking. I, I think he is actually faking. Yeah. Uh, I, I really do. The soul, but actually the soul of the show, show would be crushed entirely if what Aaron was saying was true, but also simultaneously good writing either way. But this one's for the ladies. Like Jess said, there's a lot of like uh, female representation seen in media that really just kind of shapes us and how we think of other people. Sorry, I'm still on how the we think time. about women, how we think about their roles in society, and mm -hmm. what and what roles they play in our lives. What sort of like how they're visually depicted, how they're supposed to Mentally, act in certain visually, situations, etiquette. That's a very important thing to. Bring it's up. all written by men. For them. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. But, um, actually, most of what we're discussing today, give or take, Brody, is probably written by mostly men. A uh, fun fact, though, um, the director of Death Note is a woman. I know. I love that. Yeah. Right, no, but like, yeah, we're, we're talking about female. <laughs> we're going to stop talking about men and Attack on Titan. We want to talk about the ladies. Look, yeah. I'm still stuck on Attack on Titan because I just saw for the very first time the Jaw Titan. I fucking hate it. I'm it, it is arguably. You saw the Cart Titan, which is weird to me that you're more weirded out by this than the Cart Titan. I don't know why, but 
to my brain, the car titan makes far more sense. It, for you, like, yeah, that's functional. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but the Ergonomically, like, I could use you. Uh, like, half his face is just a jaw to me. And I'm yeah. just like, that's... That's no. why they call him the jaw titan. I hate it. <laughs> what, do you think it would be weird if it was, like, just a regular looking titan? You'd be like, why do they call him the jaw titan? <laughs> What's weirder, huh? He really likes the movie Jaws. All right, so I guess overall, um, we have some bullet points laid out for ourselves today. But before we like really jump in to the meat and potatoes that we're going to discuss, um, what makes female representation good and what makes it bad? Which is the ultimate question here and uh, examples we will display. Oh, it's yeah. it's a loaded a, question. That is a loaded question. Yeah. If this I, is the void of the it's, internet. It's, I know. it's bigger than us, really. Like, it really is. Before we delve too deep into the subject, I, I want to note for those out there that are maybe irritated we're just focusing on women. I, I don't think I, we'll I do, do we'll I do, do we will do a male version too. I think there are toxic and bad representation of men in media as well as good. Both are both are needed to craft a, a productive and oh my God. good narrative, but sometimes it goes too far to where it's not doing anything productive for anybody and it's only negative for young minds. Yeah. I just Which is what I would say. Completely off topic, Brody, feel free to You're good. Say. But the mm-hmm. husband for um Full Metal Alchemist, their te- like Edward the Elric's teacher's husband. Oh Grady that's a hell of a man. Um, the he Elric little... brothers in general are nothing Elric but brothers. an amazing representation of how young men should behave. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're, we're already jumping into the men, but you brought that up, and I just have to I say, if my up. sons ended up like Edward or Alf- Alphonse, I would be so proud of them. Yes! Yeah. So pretty... proud. Golden so like... boys, literally <laughs> and figuratively, all the way through. But I'm just trying to think like of like... What really kind of sticks out is like a bad representation. Oh, actually, we didn't we we didn't have a lot of like brainstorming all of the drinking earlier. But do you remember the shortly lived Pamela Anderson show on network TV called uh, Stacked? What's Stacked? Stacked. Um, yeah. she was a librarian with giant boobs. That is that the whole show? That, that was, was the, the show. show. The Man Show also existed. Come on. <laughs> With yeah. the, what were the jumping ladies on trampolines called in the man show? Hot. Uh, well, they were hot. That, that's not the point. Yeah, but that's like toxic. That, that's toxic. It's a little toxic. The man yeah. show was, and now as you can reflect, it is entirely negative. Because if the same show at the time existed from a female perspective, it would, it would get been. a lot of hate mail. Oh, absolutely. I... I think, like, in retrospect, I can appreciate the man show as, like, almost kind of comedic in, like, what it a man's It is comedic is. and it's satirical, but I definitely did not pick up on that until I was much older. But and, and I want to say right now, like, for me as a person, the man show didn't offend me. And I do mm-hmm. like Jimmy Kimmel a lot as a comedian and as a late night show host. He's one of the best. I don't know what Adam Carolla is doing now. I think he has a podcast. But for young minds, stuff like the Man Show is a little misdirected. Well, yeah, really. I think it's I, like letting your ten-year-old play Grand Theft Auto yeah. without any context. I know we said like <laughs> we're gonna talk about women, and we've only talked about men. Oh god damn it! I, you're right. I, you're fucking right. I just have one last point <laughs> for this. So, we're only thirty minutes no, in. I we're gonna spend right. the next hour and a half talking about the ladies. No, but we're talking about like what. 
our ideal of like toxic. And I can only think of it. The first representation. Yeah, the first thing that really came to me personally was sort of like characters who are made only for the sake of male gaze. (laughs) Oh, so are we going to choose today to talk about Manic Pixie Dream Girls? Ooh, that's another one that's kind of insane. If we're going to delve into our generation psyche and what effect females and media have had on them, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl has made and Barbie. crushed the sexual Barbie? fantasy. Oh, yeah. Barbie. Have, you seen, have you seen the picture of people who are like having tons of plastic surgery to actually look like Barbie? I yeah. Have. Terrifying. Apparently, if Barbie was a real person, she'd have a 10-inch waist and be 6 foot tall. That's... Can you stop And like two ribs, that? actually. That's a nightmare. That's... And there was one person, there was one doll company, a third-party doll company, who actually tried to make like a proportionally correct like... Kind of like a Barbie doll as like I hear proportionally mm-hmm. correct, so little girls would grow up. I am gonna play devil's advocate a little bit here, but with that, and then Barbie stomped it out and say that. Like, oh well, we can't have competition, so you're well, Mattel, you're like Mattel is Mattel, you know. Mm. Your um, your positivity and body body positive figure can't be sold. Okay. Because that, that stops on Barbie's property. We're going to get into a whole other thing here, and I do I'm not want to like do that. Barbie but I do think the whole body positivity and self-help movement has gone way too far <laughs> in this culture. Oh, oh, yeah, I, no, and I absolutely do. You do not have to be constantly working on yourself and improving no. your mental health and your diet and your fitness to be a good self-actualized person. I'm no, fucking really sorry, don't. but you don't. Sometimes it, you just got to take a break. You, yeah, it, really. you can take a break for as long as you fucking want to. It is your life. And I'm, I, I, I think it's because I've just been on Instagram more than I usually am because I've been off work. I'm so fucking sick of it. Mm. Not everybody is beautiful. Everybody is valid and worthwhile, 100%. Everybody is not beautiful, and that doesn't fucking matter. And you don't have to feel beautiful all the time. That also doesn't matter. I am so sick of this shit. And and to me, that's toxic, too. Mm -hmm. Well, you telling me I got to work on my mental... Instagram shit? Yeah. Yeah, I got to work on my mental health and body image all the time? Fuck that. Like, (laughs) I don't have to do shit. No. No, I'm so sick of it. That's another thing they project onto women that I just can't stand. And it is so prevalent with so many of my friends. And it just makes no sense to me. You don't have to live by anybody's rules at all. I like the idea of what you're describing as like the sort of like perfect life Instagram that a lot of women have. And I'm just reminded of like when you were having... When we were playing Mario Party and it showed me your Snapchat and it's like, I'm a bowl of cereal. And you had like, <laughs> and you had like a filter. I love that filter. <laughs> and you had your face on like an old man in a speedo's body. And it's just like, yeah, that's real. That's, that's real. I like that way more than like the fake, <laughs> fake perfect lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, the fake perfect lifestyle. And I send my friends uh, filters of me as a bowl I, of cereal saying to me in the morning. We send them back. Yeah. You no, I agree with you, Brody. The absurdity is where it's at. You don't have to be a cookie. If that's you the want, but here's approach. the thing: if you want to work on those things, that's beautiful. It'll make you feel good. But you don't need to feel like shit about yourself because you don't want to do any of those things. It and, doesn't. It doesn't matter. And you can't really compare yourself to people on Instagram or the people you see on movies. 
Right, because they're just not. They have their tits taped and shoved with chicken cutlets and six pairs of Spanx on (laughs) and editing. And everything I just said is 100% true. And you know what the perfect example of that is? Hmm. Uh, Any James Bond movie from the old days. Pussy. There's a woman named Pussy Galore. Was that Goldfinger? I. (laughs) Sorry. Somehow that worked. It did. I, I, was, I was saying pussy galore, so don't say um, my okay, head's in the Okay, but can we also, as a jumping off point, um, you're going to say the bad, and I'm going to say the good is the Austin Powers. <laughs> the, the a lot of vaginas <laughs> of the world. Well, that's another thing. It's just Dixie. like they're making fun of it. Dixie Normous. Oh, uh, gotta love Dixie Normous. Oh, gotta the, love Dixie The fucking Normous. Bart Simpson name kind of. Yeah, they are like Colin Moe's. <laughs> the classic ICUP. There's obviously funnier ones. But like but a I think lot of that is just like hers. very male gaze and for people who don't really have like a good idea that the way I've always kind of understood it was just this character isn't really for any sort of plot purpose as much as it is just I'm here for, for the... For the male gaze of the camera. Right. Which I want to add in general, um, I don't have a problem with. But when it becomes prevalent and it becomes the when you're able to see through it, it kind of exactly when it's not um, when it doesn't pertain to the protagonist or the vibe of the show. It when it feels like ham fisted in, no pun intended, ham fisted in. You know, it, it just comes off really phony and. And um, another point, you keep bringing up the male gaze, which is usually what how we view most media. There are more women are directing major motion pictures and shows now more than ever. So we That's are true. taking a step back Ooh, from Eternals that. Eternals is out now, so yeah. we have no excuse not to watch it. Um, oh, yeah. Fun fact, guys. I um, have an excuse. We I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Uh, we, a woman to. did not even win an Academy Award for Best Director until... Catherine Bigelow won the Oscar for The Hurt Locker. Really? Her, yes. Oh, wow. And you know what's fun about that what? is um, who else was running that same year was James Cameron for Avatar. And that's his ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Bigelow, Hurt Locker is fucking badass and totally masculine and such a raw, energetic movie. And just, you fucking killed it, bitch. Can, can I also just side dress? Avatar sucks. Okay, I saw it for the first time you on an LSD, I so I really about, liked are you it. Are talking about Avatar The Last Airbender? I feel like you both did it. I'm talking about the one that sucks. Are you talking about the last? The blue people one sucks. sucks. Those who are listening to me, we're going to blame you that. It just doesn't stick. So we touched, I, w- I would say, vaguely on what we feel like bad representation of women in media <laughs> mm-hmm. is, and pretty much I think what we're all touching on is over-sexualization is an issue that most of us have. Yeah, hollow over-sexualization that's just kind of there to stare at the boobs of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we have, I'm trying to think right now, and I, I do we have any examples of women in media that are like, Boy obsessed. I feel like oh Bella. Bella from Twilight. Okay. I have very mixed emotions about this. I fucking hate Twilight. Can you can you tell me real quick what you don't like about Bella, and I will respond. I mean, okay, so this guy, she moves in with her dad, right? So Charlie Swan. Edward, Edward, the the vampire. 
she moves in with her dad for the very first time. She goes to school and she meets the Collins. And she's like, she doesn't even know the guy for a day and she's already fucking obsessed with him. Yeah, but that's how crushes work when you're in high school. Uh, this may be also me just being the aromantic idiot. No, here, your, your like, perspective is important and we want to hear this. But then she becomes obsessed with this guy, right? And then he starts stalking her and she's totally fucking fine with it. That's not how it happens. Yeah, he no. basically. <laughs> he's like, I hate, I hate Twilight, but that's not the story. Well, it's not that I hate no, Twilight; I like, just haven't I'm seen it. I'm watching you. Hold on. He's like, I'm watching you while you sleep, and she's like, Oh, that's fine. In high school, <laughs> in high school, like, any girl how, would be so down with that. They're like, Oh my god, that's so quirky. And how stalkerish is that? Um, side note, guys, I do have two Twilight board games for the first movie and the second movie that we're getting to do <laughs> recently. So if we want to do a game night, we can bite our we friend totally uh, D over and um, Shit, why not? do some Twilight game night and get uh, and drink some beers and play Twilight. And she like knows. And then he's like, oh, well, we can't be together because I'm a vampire. And she figures out that she, he's a vampire and is like, okay, fine. Like vampire romance, whatever. Then he goes out and he's like, oh, well, we can't be together. You should be with the werewolves. And she's like, bitch, I just fucking told you I so, want to be with you, not the werewolves. This is like a people. really overgeneralization. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's like, <laughs> it's not accurate. Also, can we, the main <laughs> vampire character, doesn't he like see Bella's daughter? It's just like, oh, I'm in love with that baby. Uh, That's Jacob. And yeah, Jacob. do we want to talk about imprinting? Yeah. Let's, Wait. Let's, oh, okay. Let, I'm gonna tell. I'm just gonna say really quick what imprinting is, and then we're gonna move weird. on because I do want to do a Twilight episode. It's just weird to me. I don't like it for the very fact okay. that she like sees a bunch of red flags from a mile away. You can't see red flags and rose-colored glasses. She even mm-hmm. points them out. She's like, "Oh, I know this is weird or this is strange." Blah blah blah. I don't care. I'm like, "Bitch, how do you Damn. not fucking care?" It's called lust. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, so really quickly to talk about imprinting. Imprinting is not um, overtly a sexual connection to somebody. It is just a a um, either a father figure or an uncle figure or a brother figure, whatever figure you need to be in that person's life to take care of them and make sure they're okay. You will fulfill it. Obviously, the connotation is very sexual though throughout the movies and the books. All right, so we've touched on no, so what we think is negative. And I, I just want to say that I don't think Bella is overtly negative, but I don't think she's actually that great either. So I'm not <laughs> wrong, but I'm not correct. I, I'm no, all it's your opinion. She's a very C-minus representation. She has no personality. Bella is Thank just, is just a place for the female reader or male, whatever you're into, to put yourself onto that character. She's I'm sure there's a gay paper. version. Yeah, Twilight would work better gay, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, Rose, okay, so we didn't uh, really say this, but we're talking about what our favorite representations of women are in modern media. Yeah. Right. It's a big task to discuss. And we've got... And we're going to try and do it in like 40 to 50 minutes. So strap so in. So we, we have some honorable Yeah, strap in. Buckle your seatbelts. But we, we'll, we'll talk and expand on some of our like top three favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, anyone want to do an honorable mention, like five honorable mentions right off the bat? Um. Because I've got a few. Why don't you start you first? You start, yeah. Well, um, 
Oh shit, you got a list. Yeah, I Rose made a list. Me and Brody are like, what? Whole, we want to get another beer. Like a whole piece of paper of names. Jeez. Yeah, you All go right. and I'll follow. So, Kim Possible, Harley Quinn, Ellen Ripley. Uh, yeah, Ellen Diana Ripley. Fuck yeah. From Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Mm. Riza from Full Metal Alchemist. Claudia yeah. from Assassin's Creed. And then um, there was also. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to add to the, the honorable mention list. Go ahead. And you guys might disagree with me and are, are definitely going to say, like, wow, you're just biased. But I actually think Misa Misa, despite Misa, her love yes. her love girliness, that's just she's just a lovable person. That's what just who she is. What is Misa from? Uh, Death Note. Death Note. Oh. Misa oh. Amane. Uh, actually very intelligent and capable woman and just knows what but she she's wants. Just, uh, underrated though she is really she's underrated. So underrated thank you i couldn't agree more I, I i i think she's so underrated she's the person who she's so multifaceted and like she found off. out like the mystery so yeah, she basically right? not only did she find out she that found light out who light was, was she's <laughs> been talking with the police she was initiating attacks on her own and, and she's not as intelligent as light because it's about light and l clashing heads but the thing but is she's she pretty also, damn close in a lot of regards yeah she also Light was it was not gonna fucking take this deal, but to get she a pair of Shingami eyes, you can cut your lifespan in half. Side note is though, she had more life added onto her as after that Shingami died to yeah. protect her. Mm. So yeah. her lifespan was already extended. Yeah. So she cut her lifespan in half to take a deal that Light was too cowardly to take. Because he's just a fucking coward. He's, he's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. He was. He was so. like. Oh, I can cut my hat like fan in half to see how long everybody else has, and to see yeah. their true names about their heads, and, and to mm. see their true names. So Misa was like, "I'll fucking take it. Thank you, please, and thank you." She did it twice and got her life, like her life, decreased twice. Yeah, she got I... it like decreased twice, but then she did it. But she did get her life. She did get it extended overall, so it, it's not really important how long it was extended and cut in general. It, it just knows that she was willing to take the sacrifice and have the balls. But like ultimately, I think as far as uh, female representation in anime goes, she she's one of my favorites. She, like she really is. Lisa is also one of my favorites as well. Yeah, yeah, she's wonderful. Uh, great, sense a of, lot great sense of fashion. Uses her sexuality, but not in a um what could be preserved. Uh, perceived as slutty, which I don't agree with, but I, I'm just gonna say it. And um, she uh, she knows what she fucking wants, right? And yeah. she gets it. And they're like, we were talking about it a little bit, and it's like a huge can of worms, and like we're mostly coming at it from like the Western perspective, but anime in general doesn't really do too well with <laughs> uh, female characters. I was telling yeah. you, yeah, uh, okay. I started watching Assassination Classroom. And one of the characters, they just their nickname is just a bitch. It's like it started as Professor Bitch, and now maybe. it's just she's a bitch. Yeah, she yeah. Is more. I we didn't want to bring up too many anime characters, even though I know me and Brody in particular consume a ton of anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we didn't because I, I feel like they're all just cultural differences that aren't going to translate well, and ultimately it is cartoons, and we cannot. Use cartoon performances as a basis yeah, I have, for a representation of actual of, women. I thought of a real person who I really want to do an honorable mention for. 
as ever since she died, how much Betty White clips have y'all? Betty been White. Yes. yes. Thank you, Brody. I don't even know why that I didn't think, occur. To I think us I, we didn't really get the chance to do it because we were off a while and the timing isn't real. But like that, that well, hurt. that woman, she was supposed to outlive us all. Yep. She wanted to make she, our 2022 better. She is the new. Um, but like, I just uh, I saw the. When she died, the uh, SNL where she she was on. Yes. Do you remember yes. the sketch? Oh we discussed this a few weeks ago. Me sketch? and my husband watched it recently. The sketch together. where it's like her with the muffin. Yeah. It's the NPR classic NPR yep. skit that it's SNL. It's Dusty's does. muffin. Yeah. It's a Dusty muffin. Is there a cherry in this muffin? Oh, there hasn't been a cherry in my muffin since 1928. Yep. I love her so much. I only uh, aspire to live as long and as great Prosperous. as Betty White did. With as many animals and as many loves, and um, I hope to maintain my sense of uh, fashion and humor as she has. And it's another kind of oh like my God, inspiring. She's thing. a wonderful person. It's an it's an she inspiring was, because yeah. it's like everyone loved her. She said like within like in her old age is when she started doing the most work, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm a guy who doesn't know when he's gonna do his best work in his life, and it's like hey, maybe it'll be when I'm ninety. No one does, no, and also, ha- you having said that, I, I think in general, a lot of women fear that they they won't, especially in the entertainment industry, find oh, yeah. work after 30 or 40. 30 oh, it's not, such a real 30 thing. not fair to say, yeah. because I'm 32 and I look 27, but when, when you hit your late 30s to your 40s, you don't know what roles you're going to play, in, mm-hmm. but things are progressing. There are roles being written for Old, written for older women. Yeah, like yeah. I, I usually guess, better dramatic roles. I agree. Yeah. I just watched uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's new movie with Olivia Coleman. Um, I fucking forgot the name, but it's really good. I uh, those stories need to be told. They are just as important, but it's and, such and a they're real just thing. as fucking good. But it's such a real thing for like women in Hollywood to be like not wanting to share their age because they know like there's a certain You're, cut point. Yeah, right? because thirty five year olds are being cast as forty five year old mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it, even it, Betty White, she was like middle aged and playing elderly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. it happens to all of them. Hmm. Um, so we've touched on the bad, and we might bring up we'll bring up more honorable mentions as we're rolling through and bad points as they come to us. But we're gonna start off with uh, Rose here. Rose yeah. has three examples of good representation of women in media. To them, what are they? All right, so I've got three. One might surprise you, but I've got Pepper Potts. Sally Jackson and Miss Frizzle. I, I love that you added Miss Frizzle. <laughs> I on love Miss Frizzle. I wasn't thinking about it. So I was at the bar one night and I was asking everybody, all the staff members, who is your top three favorite oh, did you write female? I didn't write all of them down. Do you know who came up with Miss Frizzle? The, our teacher. She works as a teacher with special kids. Yeah, special yeah, kids. she's a teacher. She's amazing. So I'm like, she's wonderful. I'm like, hey guys, who's your top three? favorite female representation and right off the bat one of my co-workers goes miss frizzle i yeah. stopped i froze i'm like holy shit that's such a good answer that is, is one of the best answers that's because she's thought about it it's just no nothing like we talked about no problematic behavior no Not the old or, sexualization the original the og Ms. just frizzle. a woman who wants to teach and, and wear really cool dresses. Hell yeah. Yeah. And she just does it so well, too. Like, I, I grew up with Miss Frizzle. I grew up, like, when you really stop to think about it, Miss Frizzle is an incredible role model for positive, like, female representation. 
Because she not only is good at, like, just being a cartoon character and being able to trans be translated, like, the lessons that she wants to teach to kids being translated in such a informative way, she also does math, science, and history. Yeah, elementary school teachers, uh, they used to do everything. Yeah. yeah. They used to have just one teacher for everything. And, you know, we don't really see that anymore, but well, that's no, you such shouldn't. a Every, good should be dynamic to have, though. And it's such a positive role model for little girls to see, oh, here's, you know, this female teacher really good at math and science. I also say it's really good for adults to just see someone who does their job, does it well, and owns it. You know? Yeah, and enjoy. It's not just teaching. good for little girls, though, too. It's good for little boys to see. As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like teaching, it's like showing how representation also matters because her classroom is so diverse. Like, the students, if you pay attention to who her students are, one of the kids is being raised by their grandparents. It's never outright, I don't remember the name of the kid. Yeah, I don't remember. Was it anymore. Arnold? No, it wasn't Arnold. It wasn't Arnold. But Arnold did kids, have a shit older brother to deal it's, with. Yeah, it's like Arnold never, was my favorite. Here's the thing, it's never explicitly told or explained that, oh, hey, this kid is being raised by their grandparents, but anytime there's this parent-teacher conference, anytime like a parent or guardian is needed or is shown on screen, it's always this Bring up grandpa. Gar- it's like grandma or grandpa, always on screen. And I'm like, that speaks to so many kids mm-hmm. and students in the public school and the fa- system. And like the fact, did they, I'm guessing they never like make a super big oh, deal out you of can it. Throw, you can throw in for similar vibes and um, honorable mention, uh, the grandma from Hey Arnold. Yes! Mm, yeah. the one of the best female, one of the best paid, uh, pay, uh, matriarchs <laughs> in cartoon history. Yes. The best... And if you want to talk about representation of very uh, fam- familial lives, hey Arnold. Hey Arnold, yeah, I forgot. That, that. and I and actually, hey I, Arnold I, I has think the best and worst. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think just like best real, grandma, worst Helga's mom. Yeah, well Helga's mom's an alcoholic. So but there's a lot to unpack. She's struggling with a lot, but um, hey Arnold represents all of those things. And actually, me and my husband were talking about it the other day, and we feel like hey Arnold is actually more of an adult show than it is for kids. Well, it, it just doesn't dumb things down for kids, you know? It's like... You like, don't need to. The whole point They're of the smart. show is that, like, these little kids do have to deal with fucking adult life and all that. They do. And the big city, that's also simultaneously scary, but very beautiful and welcoming. Yeah. Speaking of the big city, let's mm-hmm. bounce back to the second name I mentioned, Sally Jackson. Who the fuck is Sally Jackson? So, this comes from a book character, Percy Jackson. Sally mm. is Percy's mom. Right. And... She is far stronger than you really. You actually have to stop and think about how. Well, yeah, she fucked a god. No, she fucked a god, man. Yeah, she fucked a god. And not just any god. He rocked her like the tide. It was high tide that night. I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) Or low tide. All you want to think about it. She knew who Poseidon was. And the man who made horses. She knew that I'd fuck the man who made horses. Poseidon made horses. Poseidon? Yes. That's right, right? Um, they were made out of sea foam, and then he's just like, boom, horses like are here now. Wasn't yeah. Aphrodite made of sea foam, too? <clears throat> yes. But she, that, that, yeah, that, Aphrodite's a horse. No, how, Aphrodite came from Well, like, she's made of horse material. <laughs> she, she came from sea foam. It's a whole different thing. Percy can't talk to horses, though. Fun fact. That's Aww. cool. Uh, anyways, Sally not only Sounds recognized... Sounds like Harry Potter, but it's cool. Recognized that her son was going to have like a very difficult life because he's ADHD dyslexic. Mm-hmm. He has like 
So he has learning disabilities. But he's also going to be hunted down by monsters. So she marries an abusive piece of shit. Greg was his name? Uh, Gabe. Gabe. Smelly Gabe. Smelly Gabe. (laughs) She marries this abusive piece of shit who, like, like, mentally and emotionally abuses them. It's also kind of implied that he physically abuses both Sally and Percy to some extent. But she has, like, passive-aggressive ways to jab back at him. Right. And at the very end of the first book, where Percy, like, cuts off Medusa's head, Mm -hmm. he sends it to his mom, and his mom, like, decides... To turn her, her husband into stone? I remember me if I'm right, but in the books, doesn't she actually sell the statue yeah, and make does. a bunch of money? She does. Because not only does she, like, sell <laughs> I'm sorry, I just she thought sold, about She sold her husband's corpse No, it doesn't. Not, not just money. her husband. Not just her husband. It's the entire poker oh, table. the whole poker table. It's the whole poker table. Like, like Arrested Development. Yeah, it's like... And Lucille is going through that hormone treatment or whatever, and she's listening to, like, a story on TV about a woman killing her husband to death, and she's eating a cupcake, and she's unwrapping it. She just goes, good for her. (laughs) Can I just say another honorable mention? Lucille Bluth. And Jessica, what's her last name? Jessica Walters. Who recently Oh, may she rest in peace. Okay, Lucille Bluth, but also Mallory Archer. Uh, (laughs) Oh, just like the, just, just like the... Uh, this, the person who Rose, does not I am give so a sorry fuck. to interrupt. No, it's fine. But I, Jessica Walter this. deserves so much more than mm-hmm. she ever got in her living life for my, her comedic performances. You know, my favorite line ever was from Arrested Development in general. There's so many. Like, she was my favorite. It's just like when they had like Anya on there, it's like, here's $10. Go see a Star War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that sits in my brain so She was so such a well. better mother to Anya than she was to Buster. Oh, and it made Buster so mad. <laughs> So, like, oh my god. god! I just had to get that out. No, 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 no! I just heard myself like, "Good for her," and it's like I can't not miss mention Lucille Bluth when I say that. No, I'll have a vodka tonic, mom. It's mom. It's breakfast. All right, vodka tonic and some toast. Yes. <laughs> so, Sally. Not only does she like protect her son Percy as much as she can, she knew what she was getting into when she married oh, Gabe. She absolutely knew. She's like, she just decided to fuck Poseidon? No, she married, so she fucks Poseidon, has Percy, and as a way to protect Percy because of, like, how bad Gabe smelled. Yeah, it's like the the human scent. It's the human scent that covered, like, Percy until he was, like, 13 years old. That's cool. I like that, actually. And she's like, I know my son is going to have a shit time with this, so I'm going to basically find the smelliest person. <laughs> I just imagine her tinders like looking for smelliest man possible. Oh That's why his nickname is Smelly Game. But she also almost fucking dies because in on oh, her no, way right. Percy comes home, he gets expelled and he comes up she never gets mad at him when he gets expelled. He she just goes, "Okay, Percy, take a deep breath." recenter yourself we'll figure this out because mm-hmm. most of the time she understands that when percy gets expelled it's because like shit's out of his control well i think the big like the big rhetoric of harry potter in general i was gonna mention now, harry did yeah, i just yeah, say yeah. harry potter fuck percy jackson percy jackson i don't know my books uh you, you do the you big do. rhetoric of percy jackson in general is coming from this very loving place of actually being a parent yeah. of uh, someone with she ADHD is, dyslexia. She is like one of the 
grade A. It's gotta be frustrating. I know it is on my part. Oh, no, <laughs> but she like recognizes just how frustrated Percy is. Because when you first meet him, he's just like, he's having a shit time at school. His academics aren't very good. He's got like one teacher who really believes in him and kind of pushes him to his limits to go, hey, I know you can do this. I know it's hard for you, but I believe in you. And Percy's like, I cannot live up to this pressure. And he goes home and his mom's just like, honey, I love you regardless. And I understand. Well, at least he didn't get suspended for like stealing shit or doing drugs or beating the shit out of somebody. Actually, he kills his teacher, but whatever. Oh, well. She had it coming. She had it coming. Yeah. So, Sally, she almost gets killed the first time Percy goes to Camp Half-Blood for the very first time. And Percy spends the entirety of his fucking quest thinking his mom is dead when she's really not. She's, like, trapped. She's trapped by Hades. Yeah. To be fair, Hades. NBD. <laughs> NBD. Yeah, it's not, it's not a really big deal. He, she, he gives her back. And she just rolls with all of it. So you have to understand, like, her mental and emotional strength, the fact that she didn't fucking break when, like, under the abuse of Gabe, under the expectations that she has a son of Poseidon, for the first time in a fucking century, she like her son decides to become the um, and that's Gertrude barking. That's Give Gertie. us one moment, it's a Gertie. But just on the you were talking about a lot of women who sort of endure a lot of trauma, a lot of people who sort of get who go through situations where they, they would sort of get the worst out of them. But I'm thinking about a character who's unbreakable, damn it. It's Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable. Uh, generally, I was just thinking a lot about like Tina Fey and all of this, but the more I thought about it, I realized Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt really is not only maybe one of my favorite shows ever. It's really good. But also like the best. I comp- beat that bitch with the bat. I beat that. I bitch beat that with bitch bat. with the bat. <laughs> Sorry, Brody. I can't I- change the music industry. Yeah, no. It, it, Rose will show you when we're done recording. It's one of the best like twenty second clips to get the vibe of a show. Have you actually not seen Kimmy Schmidt? You would love it. Highly, highly, highly advised. I think you would actually really like like it. The jokes per minute are just like. It'll seem off the rails as every Tina Fey uh, sitcom comedy does. More so in this one. Because, like, okay, let me just. Even 30 Rock comes off as bizarre until you get adjusted to it. Let me just tell you on, like, what the major rhetoric is. Yes. So, the premise of the show is Kimmy Schmidt. What is from uh, Indiana? Was it somewhere? I Indiana. believe so. Yeah. Somewhere Midwest. She was part of a cult and um, locked, a religious cult. A religious cult run by an evil reverend and kept hostage in a bunker with other women for a couple of years. Then finally came out and went to New York City to start her life. Yep. What the fuck? It's just so dark, right? It's dark. It does sound like a Chuck Palahniuk novel. Oh, yeah. But the whole thing is like, the show is just like all about Kenny's life, trying to get past her trauma. And it's very sparkles and rainbows and funny and candy. Lord. And there's there's just so many times where it's like, and they'll just usually play it for a joke or so, but like the fact that she... (coughs) Sorry, is going through like actual trauma for what she's been through, but at the same time is just like trying to be super optimistic. What's everything. really great about Kimmy, which I think you would relate to, and a lot of women do, is her adaptability. Yes, 
Yeah, it, it, her adaptability. And who's the actress that plays her again? Uh, Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper is amazing at oh, playing no one else naivete. No one else can play that better than her. No. It's, like I said... In a like, lot of regards, she is sort of a similar character to what she played in The Office, but amplified. Oh, yeah. Just, like, still very much like the social, socially, like, not getting it kind but of element. But cute and pretty, so it, it passes... It, but it's like, but but it's better in Kimmy. The joke Schmidt. of Kimmy, though, like production design, ten out of ten. The or their apartment is what you're thinking of in particular. I'm thinking about right? the apartment and everything that anyone wears. Yeah, it's good because Kimmy's whole shtick is like she's been colorful cardigans. She's been locked in a I bunker, so she has fun. Colorful, color, uh, colorful color, cardigans. Colorful cardigans. Welcome back to colorful cardigans with Rose. Today we discussed the different weave material in my cardigans in my closet. I do wear a lot of sweaters, so I would not be opposed to a cardigan. Hmm. I'll get you a colorful one. But, I wear tons of cardigans. But They're all mustard. Like she's been in a bunker <laughs> since like middle school age, so she still kind of holds on to that personality-wise. Okay. But it st- very much grows up in time. All right. And the... Um, Titus. Titus. Oh, Titus, thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say that... This, the, the, this, this is the episode about women, but when we get to Titus. gay representation, Titus... Is, gay representation can straddle this line for me. Yeah. Uh, Titus, Titus Andromedon is amazing. There's a character named Titus Andromedon, and he's as amazing as you think he is. Yeah, he's fantastic. No. Just watch the show is all I can say. I really highly advise Do it. Do we need to sell Tina Fey more to anybody at this point? I think, like, if you know 30 yes. Rock, if you know SNL, you, you know Tina Fey, and you know she's fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, you can never say that she's, like, there's never enough times that you can say she's fantastic. And, and also you, Mean Girls. Mean, mean Girls, Girls is, oh, is still yeah. one of my favorite fucking you know, movies. Um, main actress for Legally Blonde. Reese Weatherspoon. Reese Weatherspoon. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah, actually, no. I've... I I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> Honorable mention right there. Elle Woods is what she's Elle saying. Elle Woods. Elle Woods. Elle 100% amazing representation in terms of she subverts every preconceived notion you have about her. Everybody's like, oh, she's just a dumb blonde. And then she, like, spouts out some, like, kick ass really smart like well she is she really smart and she does win her first big trial knowing some dumb things that maybe most people wouldn't know right? but the laws of hair care do not lie people <laughs> <No>. okay <laughs> but, like, they just don't just, but it all works though it doesn't seem cheap I'm sorry, it's a wonderful movie and y'all can stop me because i'm the big man talking about this stuff isn't no, like your interpretation is important. But yeah, isn't like the whole reason for women sort of dressing pretty and making themselves look less to get attention from people and more because they like themselves like that? It's both. It's, it's both. I think just as many women dress up, I think more women dress up for other women than they do for the male gaze, actually. Hmm. I think when people say, I'm dressing for myself, it's like you're really dressing for the gaze and appreciation of the same sex. Because most most women do not dress for the straight male gaze. I can tell you right now. But I just most like, straight men are not going to notice what color lipstick you're wearing, yeah. what kind of shoes you're wearing. Oh my God, that's the newest jean trend. It looks so good on you. They don't notice that stuff. Most women dress well for other women. But I've just known a lot of like people who I've known as like co-workers and yeah. their usual going out clothes, their style is... 
a lot of exposure, a lot of makeup, a lot of the face stickers and stuff, a lot of extreme hair, and it's less because they really want the attention of it all, but more because they know what they look good at, and they know what feels comfortable for them. I always equated to makeup. I've had a, I had a lot of friends because uh, I don't wear. As and much then she as... gets really mad when men are like, "Well, if you didn't want that, why'd you dress like that?" Because for me, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have a lot of thoughts on that, but what we're gonna get back to makeup real quick. I um I used to do hair when I was younger, and um I used to do a full face every day. I've since calmed down. I don't have the time. But my, I had friends that would bring up this argument to me, like, why are you doing it? Who's it for? And I'm just going to tell you right now. It's for yourself. No, makeup is war paint for the day, baby. Fuck yeah. War yeah. Paint. It's yes. war paint for I the fucking it. day. And if you don't like it, you can suck my ass. But that's what it is. <laughs> it is war paint for the fucking day. And whatever I got going on is going to tell me what my war paint needs to look like, okay? Either way. <laughs> I like that, and then just like bringing back to Tina Fey in like Thirty Rock, is just very much not that. And her version of her being her best self is sweatpants and a big sandwich. Hey, <laughs> God! I mean, yeah. Give me sweatpants, a big sandwich, and plot me in front of whatever uh, <laughs> device I'm playing video games on that day, and that is heaven. Since I was yeah. ten years old, it, yeah. the key to my heart. Buy me any twenty dollar video game these days; it costs more, and a fucking Quiznos sub. Which you can't find these days, anyways, anymore. Not unless you go to New York. Yeah, go New York and go to New York for a quiz. <laughs> they're top tier, I and that it. is a beautiful day for me. Yes, mm-hmm. but um, I think what we're getting at here is women represent themselves for for many different reasons for and for many different reasons throughout the day. Maybe I dressed in the morning because I have a dress code at work. I dressed in the afternoon for my own comfort. And for the evening, I wanted to impress anyone else who would notice that my clothes were trendy because it's important for me to be considered that way. And I think that's how most women think, whether or not they acknowledge or not. And a lot of women do dress for the male gaze. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I don't think dressing to be sexually attractive is uh, a bad thing. Most, Most things that everybody does in this life has to do with the opposite sex or who they are sexually attracted to. Literally everything. I'm trying to think of an example of like something that's very much not for. You can't. You can literally third degree anything back to the basis of your motivation has to do with your sexual drive. Well, you, I can't tell you how many men think women look nice in hoodies. I'm not gonna lie. Like there. <laughs> and also, also having said this. Uh, there is nothing that someone cannot sexualize about you. Do not adjust your behavior so. It, even the nape of a geisha's neck used to be the most sexualized thing in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yo, you ever yeah. see a girl with really nice teeth? Yeah, nice teeth, nice neck. They used to paint their teeth black with charcoal. Um, bind their feet. If you want to go back into Victorian days, it was the, oh, the, the, the slip the of the binding. ankle. All right, so Kimmy Schmidt, I, I think that is such a wonderful example. Oh, I love Kimmy Schmidt so much. Yeah, I'll watch Kimmy that Schmidt, shit and day. then not only is it Kimmy Schmidt, but you got Tina Fey behind her. Yeah. Well, okay, so we talked about one book character. Let's talk a little bit more, like, we talked about Tina Fey. What about, like, comic books? Comic books are kind of like a weird area, you know? Yeah. They um, are, especially regarding what we were discussing earlier, yeah. at least in anime representation. Yeah. And I always know there's a lot of conflicts with the way women... But no, in other like uh, Spider-Man comics, they 
reintroduced Gwen Stacy as the person who got bit by the radioactive spider instead of Peter Parker. Yeah. And it's still like a very similar storyline. They're both best friends, mm -hmm. except Peter Parker becomes the lizard. So now it's just the very classic Spider-Man story. Wait, of... like the Doctor Lizard from the newest yeah. one? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't like that. Hey, I, it's, not, it's not meant to be great. It's not. But it still follows the same storyline as like a lot of Spider-Man things. It's like my friend is now my enemy. I beat them up. She accidentally kills Peter. She tries to save him and she fails. Yeah. and That's okay. Failures happen. Spider-Man really always is just like good because it could really be anyone. I think Stan even said that. Stan yeah. said one of the reasons He's the everyman. Mm -hmm. Stan Lee said that one of the reasons why he really loved Spider-Man is because anybody could be under the hood. Like, yeah. it could be behind the mask. And that was part of the point for Spider-Man. And, like, this one in particular, to me, just kind of sticks out because Spider-Man, however you want to slice it. He's your it, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with it's the spider person. race, religion, creed, culture, gender, sex. But, like, the thing that really, like, is a solid definition of a spider person to me is someone <laughs> is someone who really wants to just live a normal life and be a superhero, but mm -hmm. can't. But, no, nah, I think Spider-Gwen's, like, a really good representation for, like, anyone to read. Um, also, good. costume. Top-tier shit. Good oh costume. God. Yeah. Real good. Yo, Very comfy okay. looking. Can I talk about one, like, fucking detail that I absolutely love? Go on. Her ballet slippers. Yes. Can, it like, makes so much sense. Well, she's when you think about like she's a dancer, and you think about Spider Man like how, is a dancer though. Yeah, general, Spider Man in general like is they, very agile. The way they move, yeah. very agile, very dancer like. Yeah, but set, uh, and also, have you seen male ballet dancer bodies? It's very yeah. Spider Man. -y. They're ripped as shit. shit. They're all just one muscle. Yo. Just one. And she's a punk rock drummer, which I really I like. Know, oh, that's I cool. Love I like I like <laughs> I like that flavor for a character. You know, she has hobbies and stuff. But, yeah. like, that, that inclusion, though, in her costume, like, having the ballet slippers, it's like, she's not wearing shoes, and she's not, like, going completely barefoot, but because she's used to it, that's something that helps her kind of keep, I don't know, to me, in my interpretation, is that it helps her keep a sense of, like, normalcy. I kind of get what you're saying. It's kind of like the thing that really everyone useful. likes about Spider-Man, yeah. where it's like... It's very much like a homemade grassroots superhero. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the best way to put it. Grassroots superhero. Grassroots superhero. Yeah. Grassroots no, 100%. superhero. 100%. Uh, one frame off classic. To... Grassroots superhero. If we weren't talking about women today, I would say make that our title. Mm. <laughs> Yo. Sorry, I've been flicking off all the caps of my beer cans today. But that's all I got to say about Spider-Gwen. Just, she's rad. She's good, amazing. Good spider person. Yeah. 10 yeah, out of 10. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, I've got some lovely ladies to talk about. Woo! <laughs> with them. All right. So I'm going to try and move into like least descriptive to most, but who knows where we're going to end up. So first I will mention, so when we, we initially discussed this topic, um, I, I said in all of media, and I've noticed so far we haven't brought up any video game female protagonist. Honorable mention, Claudia. Yeah, Claudia. Claudia Altidore? Altidore. Uh, Altidore. Not super well known, but those that you know her, love her. Yes, I love her so much. Sadie Adler. Yo. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bro, I've been yeah back I'm on... not talking about Sadie Adler today because I would not be able to do that bitch justice. Mm. But... Just lady turned badass 
better as a cowboy than most cowboys. Yeah. yeah. The ultimate winner of um, Red Dead 2. Oh, by far. By she, far. She got out and She made... had the worst start and the best ending. Yep. Of everyone there. Oh, God. Poor Arthur. I... I, <laughs> I got TB. Two out of three here cried. Doctors say I got TB. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It's care. so horrible. And this How is... sad is it that they really didn't care that, uh, like, how Arthur's ending went. How dare you? Yeah, my ending was beautiful. There were flowers by my grave, and it was in the sun. Okay, so my... You're not Lenny. I... Yeah. Oh, my God. What? What? Okay, before I start, can we talk about that is the most original and best scenario in a game? That was so fucking funny. You are a shit-faced Arthur navigating a bar and beating the shit out of patrons trying to find Lenny. You don't know what's real, you don't know what's fake, and you have, like, a 20-second scene to get away from people or you don't escape. And the whole time you're looking for your friend Lenny, you go, Lenny! You hear the shout, Lenny! Lenny! It's so good! And then everyone in the bar is Lenny. Yeah, and then everyone in the bar, their faces shift to Lenny. Lenny, you look hot today. Brody, we gotta commit to next year for us both to replay Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, I'm playing it now. Are you? What part are you on? Uh, I just got to Beaver Creek, the sad part. Oh. Yeah. But who's your favorite? Oh my god, Female Shepherd from Mass Effect. (laughs) If if we're gonna talk about overall performance and game experience... A female shepherd, absolutely. Can I just, like, interject with you questions real quick? Yes, lay uh, it on me. I don't know Mass Effect. I you haven't love played it. it. I just, but, like, isn't the point to be sort of less its own character and more your kind of surrogate character? So that that's what's so beautiful about it is that um, you can view yourself if you want to through the lens of the protagonist. You're, you're a genderless character. The reason why female shepherd is the best character ever is is specifically because of the voice actress okay and i should have prepared more and i did not look her name up and and, and that's such a disservice and i I do apologize oh wait then what do you think if we're doing that what do you think of cortana's voice actress from halo Cortana from Halo. I was never a huge halo i think so but like i don't want to say it's a good character just because it's like kind of a submissive role jennifer hale Jennifer Hale for Female Shepherd? For Female Shepherd, my girl. Okay. So then like that just kind of brings up another question I have. Since it is sort of a genderless character and you can choose to be male or female, what makes Female Shepherd like the way to go? What makes her the move? Multiple reasons. She's oh, just a on. badass. Lay it on. She's just a badass. And I get what, I get, I get what you're saying because... It's, you know, like, oh, you're both the same character, the, um, uh, the most prolific video game. And I'm not trying actor. to, like, dog on you. No, 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 you know It just I, sounds like you're really... It's just, it's it, a legitimate question. It just sounds, yeah, it sounds like there's something about this female version of the character. That really that got I'm to just me? Mis- yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I think a lot of it, sorry, I was trying to Google what else Jennifer Hale did, but I'm being asked things I actually have to think about, so I stopped doing it. Um... I think it has a lot to do with, A, how good the Mass Effect franchise is in general. Now, whether or not you like the first game, that's on you, man. It depends on your play style, what you're into, how much do you like lore, how much do you like reading and learning. 
Um, because that that is really centric in the first game. A Rose, you would love it. <laughs> Rose is sitting there like, yeah, tell me more. Oh. <laughs> I've never really been that big into the Mass Effect franchise. The first one is so good. They're all good. Well, I mean, I'm... I'm the fourth one. The fourth one is just really... I own it. I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I own it. I bought it. They got my fucking money. I did buy it on sale, though, but they fucking got it. Um, it has uh, everything to do with how good the games are, but also everything to do with why does any actor's performance in anything have any effect on you in general? Does that make any sense? Yeah. There is a degree of assertiveness and passion that I've played through at least the first game, both on the male and female perspective, because, I don't know, I had a lot of free time. <laughs> and it, 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 Last the, time I was male, since this time I'll be female. We all, we all <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, why not? It, the, the world is your oyster. It, it has everything to do with why is a movie performance poignant or meaningful to you like it, it's the same kind of question it, it has everything to do with um their tone of voice how they're em emoting emotion all of that and and you feel it with female shepherd she embodies uh strength uh wisdom courageousness and I hate to bring this aspect of the game up, but sexuality as well. Oh no, like that's like everybody a thing. fucks Garrus, okay? <laughs> like, isn't that like a thing in the game where it's like you can fuck the characters? You can you like, in you like Dragon Age Origin too. Alistair, who doesn't have a man crush on Alistair? I don't know the guy. Well, but... well, replay the games and you absolutely will. Fine. I don't know him either, so I have no clue. Okay, so it has everything to do with Jennifer Hare, uh, Hale's raw ability to translate emotion just through her vibrating vocal cords. <laughs> it is. It's just a solid performance. Voice acting is still acting, and it's a fucking solid performance. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's just really good. Moving on mm -hmm. from my video game segues, I am going to mention what actually spawned my whole idea for us talking about this and uh, overall my most favorite female character of all time, uh, Peggy Olsen yep. from <laughs> Mad Men. Mm -hmm. I think she is the pinnacle of good TV writing for female for females in general. I have only seen the first season of Mad Men. Yes. Which you have repeatedly told me that's not enough. No, you gotta keep I going. I believe there's seen, seven. I haven't seen seven. any of it. Seven seasons. There are seven seasons of a TV show called Mad Men. What the fuck is it? Oh my god. Mad Men is very... 1916's, 1960s. Um, Madison Avenue, which is what Mad Men is. Madison Avenue, uh, men that work in advertising. Okay. It is um, known to be one of the most historically accurate shows depicting that era. Mm -hmm. it, it has been acclaimed time and time again for its accurate use of, well, etiquette, uh, politics, um, even media, just everything. I mean, they nailed it. It's like a time machine of a show. Yeah. Okay. But if you watch Mad Men, it's 1960s and specifically looking at Peggy Olsen. It's 1960s women at the workplace. That they've just started 
acclimating and working in. There are single women living in New York, trying to live their lives that's, and making their own money unmarried. That's really what I've just seen from Peggy in the first season where she's kind of like on the startup. She's working her way up. She started as secretary position, but now is kind of like getting Don's attention and all the other like Who's weird... Don? Don Draper, Don Draper, the, the male, yeah. the main character, the main male He's protagonist. John Hamm's character. John okay. Hamm, the Don Draper. Just a very sexy, passionate man. Yeah, can yeah. sell you on anything. The all the acting all the way around is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do they end up together? No. Thank God. No, no, no. They, yeah, their relationship. No. Their relationship. Don is married. Have, I think they might have kissed at one point. I, 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 Ooh, I, I can't no, remember. I, I take that. I take that back. I don't want it. Yeah, that would have been weird if they ended up. No, I, that that's not... Okay, so the show is, at first glance, just about Don Draper and his life. Um, but really, to me, what the show is about are the women that have shaped Don Draper's life. Because as much as... And, and we're not going to make this all about Don Draper, but his, his childhood and upbringing was sordid. His mother was a prostitute. He grew up in a brothel. Um, you know, in a, in a whorehouse. He grew up in a whorehouse, and brothels too kind for the upbringing that he had. And he uh, went into the military and stole someone's identity of a uh, stole the identity of a man who died or something, and got out of the military. He, you know, so he stole someone else's identity. So Don Usual Draper, life. yeah. So Don Draper Nothing is not ordinary. his real name. Hmm. What is his real name? I can't remember. It's Cletus McFetus. It's a bad name. It's not good. It's not as good really? as Don Draper. No. Don Draper. <laughs> Don Draper. It's not Cletus McFetus. <laughs> Don, I don't fucking know that we're talking about. Like, Don Draper is really hard to top in terms of alliteration good name. What I appreciate about Peggy more so than anything and what she's depicted as on a um, major network is uh, she is the anti-woman woman. And that's why I like her. That's why I think she's great. Every norm that you think that a woman should fill, Mm -hmm. Peggy does not fill it at all. And she doesn't fill it really good. But she still succeeds. And she still succeeds. And that's why I like her. Uh, Rose, there's a huge um, plot point in the show where Peggy gains a lot of weight and leaves work for a while and then comes back. No, I love it. No, she got knocked up by one of the men there oh, that okay. she had it that a mutual interest in it wasn't like she was taking advantage of or anything it was a mutual attraction it was a mutual agreement to have intercourse with each other and she ends up pregnant and she decides not to tell him and to um she doesn't really put the baby of adoption her mom and her sister take care of it but she wants no part in it and i um I think at a time when abortion wasn't widely available, this was a choice that she made for her life so that because she knew what she wanted. And there aren't a lot of representation in media of women having to make that hard choice. Especially in the nineteen sixties where it wasn't I, even like on top of not being available, just like heavily shunned. It, exactly, because yeah. that they even have scenes like Joan going in to get birth control and stuff where the doctors even razzing her a little bit about it. Just as a warm-up. And, and Joan deserves this in her own right, but we're not talking about Joan. We're talking about Peggy. Mm-hmm. And I, I still I, like that, though. I still like that representation. Yes, exactly. Because you don't have to fit a cookie-cutter cutter mold of what 
people expect your femininity and your uh, womanness to be. It doesn't matter. The fact that you exist means that you are. Yeah. Mm. And that's what I love so much about Peggy. Um, once again, I, I just it's such an elegant and wonderful depiction of a woman choosing to negate. Um, I, I don't have any biological drive to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't have any innate maternal instinct. And I have goals that have nothing to do with motherhood. And, and there is no representation of that in modern media, really. Nope. Not that I can think of. Nothing as good as this. No, no I can't. Th- I, I can't good. think of anything. And, and the best part is, is that she fucking does it. Mm-hmm. She fucking does it. And not only does she achieve what you don't even think she would be able to by the beginning of the show. She um, she also loses the weight. Not that that's fucking important, but she absolutely does. She and she gets her. she did it for her, and she gets a fucking awesome haircut after it. Okay, Can you just give me the. Just give me the bullet points. What's Peggy like in the beginning of the show? What's Peggy like at the very end? Uh, docile, exactly what you expect when I say late 1950s female in a workplace. Giddy schoolgirl wanting to please every man around her. Right. A little bit. She She's hesitant. She, she makes waves. But, like, ultimately, she just wants to fit in. She wants to be like everybody else. And then, at the end? She is literally... One of like I she either is partner or about to be partner working for a company uh, that was I think they actually they were rivals with uh, Dawn's company and everybody else but they merged. She's incredibly successful and in the top ranks in her field. Nice writing copy, ext- extremely talented. So we get the impact that her growth. Influenced others around her. How it, like, her. reflected and influenced everybody else. Especially yeah. the person who gave her... The person, the people, the, her mentor. Yeah, the, her mentor say. and the guy who ultimately was, like, she's the one with the ideas. He plucked her from obscurity and saw who she was for who she was and what her potential was. And she didn't let him down. And, in fact, she influenced him. She influenced him. And took care of him, and he took care of her. They have a very so a very, a very nurturing relationship together. So, like, a mutual respect. More than that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a type of intimacy that is not depicted very often between a, between platonic men and women. Yeah, I was about but to say. But which can like, exist. Like, that, to me, seems, like, way better than, like, the usual TV or movie route. Or they end up as sexual Or they partners. end up as yeah. being God, together they didn't or stuff. do that. No, 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 they don't. And, and um, it okay. just speaks bounds to me from the female perspective in what gaps we have in our ability to love you know, what kind of relationships we can form with other people. Yeah. And how meaningful and important they can be. Hmm. So Peggy Olsen, guys. I like it. If I haven't convinced you to watch Mad Men now, there's nothing I can fucking do. I like it. There's not. It's amazing. Um, And I'll touch really quickly on my last one, which this is a fucking Uh, (laughs) no-brainer. It's definitely Caitlin Olsen, a.k.a. Sweet D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Like, all yeah. right. I am picking another woman that represents everything that you do not expect women to represent. I think like part of it really is just like she is on a show with a bunch of rowdy boys, 
and she keeps up with them. Uh, I think she does more than keep up with them. At times, she's even more funny than them. Oh my god! To me, what what this is is you have three guys who okay. are very talented writers mm-hmm. that needed to bring in a female to the mix, and they wrote Sweet D like a man, and that's why it works, and that's what they do. That they have said it. The reason why. Um, Caitlin Olsen, in general, her acting chops are amazing, yeah. and she's extremely hilarious. Her comedic timing is, it, it, it's out of this world. When you compare her to just, like, everyone else that's on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and how they eventually turn into, like, these cartoonish characters, what would you say, like, is, like, the cartoon flex that D as a person, represents? Oh, she is unfiltered rage. Just like Dennis. <laughs> just like Dennis. They're, they're both unfiltered rage. Like, they really are. Like, she is constantly, well, she's constantly getting shit on, and she's yeah. angry all the time. Well, my favorite thing about D in that show is, like, the idea that where it's, like, it's always about her trying to make things go right. And then the second, like, it's actually going right for her. She turns, she just like, she just like, it goes right to her head. It's just like, now I want you to fail. But once what? again, what this... I love about D is what I love about Peggy Olsen. And they are not stereotypically what you expect out of any <laughs> female character ever. Like they just aren't. And that's what's beautiful. And that's what needs to be done more. I want more raunchy women. I want more women that break molds. I want more women that ram their heads into sides of the cars accidentally and leave gigantic dents. I, yeah. <laughs> that was a thing, like a good physical comedy thing. Like she's trying to steal she shoes. She didn't mean to do it though. It was an accident that oh, happened really? that day on shooting. Yes. So it's the. So like she actually fucking like dented that car with her head. With her head, yeah. Oh, and, they, and they left it in. Oh, well, it's the well, episode where she goes. In, you point. have to. She went through it. So it's the episode where she's going into the shoe store to buy shoes. Her car declines and declines again. She tries to run out the door with the shoes and rams her head into the side of a car trying to escape the shop. And that one hundred percent happened. It was legit. <laughs> and they left it in. So not only can our girl play a raunchy, foul-mouthed man, but she can also do physical comedy. What more do you need? But she actually can do physical. I, she she literally gets me every time and, and what I do have to say and not that I agree with all these people but I can talk to a lot of men who I know don't think women are funny and I actually have something to say about that as we're rapping mm-hmm. that I know they don't and I, I don't fault them for it but they literally have no room in their brains to even accept <laughs> funny women yeah but I've even gotten some of these people to admit that, like, okay, yes, Kayla Nolson is actually really fucking funny. And to me, that means a lot. That there are people out there that never considered that women could be funny. Well, I think just saying in general, like, oh, no, women are funny. funny. That's such an exaggeration that one example could just could easily crush. Kaylin Olsen is what I bring up every single time. It's like, you watch three episodes. you got to give it three. Mm -hmm. If you don't think Sweet D is funny, then I think there's something wrong with you, and I just don't know how to have a conversation with you. Well, here's the thing. I think we're done. Some people don't like that style and level of comedy. Like, I I don't like It's Only Sunny in Philadelphia. That's true. Comedy is very subjective. Like, comedy is subjective. Yeah, but you think women are funny, so... I do think, but, you know... (laughs) Just saying, there are different styles and different types of comedy, 
that I think I'm gonna get Rose to enjoy it, and I just think they haven't given it enough of a chance. We'll convert. I'm That's sorry. how stubborn I am. No, honestly, like you have to let go of your uh, wanting to have a morally correct character. Look, one of these days, no, they're, they're, they're morally they're morally apprehensive. They do not deserve good or uncringy times. No, it's the cringe that gets me. Who cares about it's the cringe? Like the, yeah, the cringe is what's cringe. good. Like, I don't care about having a morally correct or corrupt character. I really don't. I mean, some of my personal favorite characters... Why does cringe bother you so much, do I you think? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, and that is a question for another day. <laughs> yeah. You can think about it. <laughs> Get back to us. <laughs> Not here, no. You but... figure it out. We'll, we'll continue. Oh, always here. I'll figure it out maybe one day, maybe not, but... What were you saying, Brody? I was about to say, like, we just gotta, like, handpick, like, a marathon of Always Sunny for you. Yeah, handpick it. We'll skip the toenail, the, the knife, the knife toe stuff. Well, you wouldn't like what that, though. No. fuck? Don't ask. Uh, Charlie McDennis, you would like. Yeah. Who? The gang made a board game specifically for them. Um, we're talking about female representation, and we're not here to talk about, uh, female Ghostbusters. Rose, no. we're, not, we're not here to talk about female Ghostbusters. It's no. not happening. No. But what I do want to talk about is the gang beats Boggs, too. Oh, yeah, where they make fun of female and Ghostbusters. And can we talk about not only Sweet D, but the amazing cast of female characters in general? And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, Max Mom is my favorite. Uh, For me, it's Artemis. Artemis is great. I, I love Artemis. Who is Artemis? Artemis is Dee's acting friend. Acting friend from like acting classes in the first season. Who's like way more hedonistic. Uh, hedonistic is the best way to describe. Artemis is a hedonistic crystal mommy. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> That's the first time I really heard the word crystal mommy. Oh, I really? got it so hard. Yeah. But. Like, hippie dippy. Mommy? Hippie dippy. Healing your auras. Uh, yeah, a crystal mommy. Okay. Treat it cold with peyote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put like 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 stones up your vagina to heal it, like weird shit like that. Yeah. It's actually been scientifically proven. I'm not putting anything up there. It's an out only system. That okay. Was a lie. Oh. Yeah, of course it <laughs> All of you people out there that buy vaginal steams are fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I turn it to goop. I have seen vaginal steam trucks around our old restaurant mm-hmm. and in Durham. Literally, people that have outfitted their cars that, like, sell their vaginal steams. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Y'all need to take health class. I can't fucking do it. So I can't fucking do so, it. So that, that's not a good thing? No! That's, it's an out-only system. So you do not I, so need I, to put anything so up there to it? clean it or take care of it. It takes care of itself. Well, I'm going to go return some orders. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully I kept the receipts. <laughs> That's um Jess's fun fact for the day. Uh, don't put anything up your vagina that isn't a tampon or a penis or a dildo. Fun fact. Or a finger. <laughs> that's it. That's literally all you should be putting in there. That's that's the ultimate showstopper oh, wait, no, right yeah, there. Yeah, you're welcome. But if there is something that you would like to stick up your vagina, there's one thing that'll help you. What, what is, is it? Ah, uh, you know what it is. It's Astroglide. Astroglide! <laughs> the miracle substance known as Astroglide. So if you do want to put other things up your vagina, which I don't recommend, but if you are going to do it, use Astroglide. Use Astroglide. It'll make it in and out way faster. 
Also, you don't even have to use it for that. Put it on your head, you'll regrow your hair. Put it on your elbows, you'll get moist skin. Put it on your butt and scoot down the hallway. Hell yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to do, you do it, man. Your car out of gas, put in some Astro Glide. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Put it on your sled. You'll slip down the hill way faster. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Christmas Christmas Vacation? Similar effect. Rub Astroglide on the bottom of a trash can lid and just fucking go. Yep. But don't get hurt. Because then we'd be liable. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Astroglide would be liable. <laughs> Blame would, Astroglide. They, they wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, the use, the directions are, the use is clearly on the label. If you turn the bottle over, gang. Yep. Anyways, <laughs> had to get that oh, out. God. Kaylin okay. Olsen uses Astroglide. My final, she might. I don't know. Oh my I mean, she, I'm sure she does. Kaylin Olsen, what, what kind does. of lubricant do you use if you do? No. CP. No. Why don't you tell me, Sweet no. D? And if you wanna, if what? No. Sweet D. No. Sweet D. Kaylin Olsen specifically, if you wanna tell us what kind of lube you use and what it's like being no. married to your co-star, Rob, uh, you can contact us. You can contact us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's oneframeoff at gmail.com. Yeah, we haven't got any emails. Yeah, Not too many. Haven't got any emails. Share us your movie opinions, funny theories, uses for Astroglide, or just how you're feeling today. Oh, uses for Astroglide other than sexual intercourse would be wonderful. Yeah. Oh we need more ideas. I have a lot of Astroglide, and I've run out of creativity. So yeah, please. we've yeah, run out of things to do. At this point, we're just going to fill a baby pool with it and hang out. I'll just cannonball in there. Oh yeah, you can. We can, like, Gertie play in it, too. I'm sure it's safe for dogs. Is it Astroglide? Is it? You can tell I'm sure us. He, I'm, I'm sure you can Google that shit. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's water-based, and it's actually fine for it. We can throw our dogs in there. See what happens. Throw your dogs in some Astroglide. <laughs> <laughs> all, um, all... Do we have any more uh, honorable mentions before we close out the show? I can't think of any currently. I have which makes one on me my, really sad. I have, one on, <laughs> I have one on my mind, and it's just something I've been thinking about in terms of like we talked a lot about like movies and TV and stuff, but like in terms of the music industry. Uh, oh shit! Billie Eilish has been just like oh yeah, such an inspiration. I do love Billie Eilish, but Pink. like Hank. Pink. Pink. Pink is good. Pink. I was, but like Billie Eilish, like I was watching her on SNL being like fucking hilarious, obviously. And <laughs> really? then I, Billie Eilish is good. And then I saw her musical performance, and usually when they have like a big name on SNL, it's like, okay, now bring this set and these lights and 500 background well, dancers. Well, that's because the acoustics at SNL are horrendously terrible. But the, like, but like, like <laughs> known to be very bad. But then they had really? fucking Billie Eilish yeah. there. And it's just her sitting on the floor with, with her, her brother, probably. with her brother playing guitar, no auto tune, and it's just as bare I, bones as it gets. And it's what perfect. I don't think is uh, what Billie Eilish isn't credited enough is how talented her brother Phineas is, and how much his producing has affected her success. Because, and I hate to bring that up in our female centric episode, but honestly, like Phineas really is super talented. But I think like it has a their their collaboration is why it's so. Good. Maybe that's like the thing that the men can take away from this. Like, <laughs> it's not always about you. No, it's, it's sometimes not. the best thing you can do is support the ladies around your life. No, yeah, I agree or with take you. Take away like the stuff like if you support them and they support you, just take away the lessons that you learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. Well. 
Also, what I do love about Billie Eilish, by Billie Eilish, and I know we're wrapping up, is I know she's getting older now, so she's like, um, you know, she's exploring her sexuality, which is what happens around age 18, 19. But what I did love when I when she first jumped on this scene was, and I wish there was more representation of this when I was younger, besides fucking Avril Lavigne, which just looked like a poser mm. bitch, is um, I love this young generation of women. The, they wear baggier clothes. They wear street-style clothes. And I cannot tell you, and this is going to make me just sound so old and stupid, but like when I was coming up and I was younger and going to bars and clubs and all that stuff, like, Heels, baby. You wore heels. You want to know what young girls wear now when they go out? Whatever sneakers. the fuck they want. Sneakers. Hey. They wear fucking sneakers. It. Popular clothing has become so much more about comfort. And that is something I appreciate mm. so much about uh, the zennials. So much. Modern Love them fashion. Zennials. Yeah. Modern fashionist style has become 100% about comfort. And that's where we're headed as a culture and I couldn't be a bigger fan and I, I Billie Eilish whether she wants to or not represents that I know she's trying to hide her tits they're gigantic I'm just gonna say it they are they're huge yeah Brittany knows they're huge I'm just thinking about her like her last album cover and it's like oh yeah they are they're, 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 she's, she's got a lovely figure she's a beautiful woman mm-hmm. she had to wear those baggy clothes to cover them suckers up when she was 17 and doing tours yeah no like and also like logistically being 17 is like, like that, you have to cover it up yeah well I just want to say I'm not condoning any of these thoughts but like ultimately if you know you have a thought like that like keep it to your fucking self and don't act on it and sure as shit don't tell a bunch of people keep about it, it. Well, yeah, stuff it down a little bit Put it, uh, and we're gonna jump back into it's always sunny. Uh, put it in a box and just keep an eye on it, you know. Or burn but, it. <gasps> no. you, you keep an eye on it. You lock it down and you keep an eye on no, it. Can we, can we do that where we physically write shit out? Like, dare, write your dark secrets, your thoughts, and everything. Put them in a shoebox and then and send them to oneframeoff at gmail.com. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let that shit burn. I thought you meant talk about it here, and I was like, Rose, my dark secrets would make you, you guys look fun. like fucking Mi- Mickey and Minnie Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about just chucking it into a fire, dude. No, I'm just so much older. Like, so, like you would be surprised. Yeah, like, shit yeah. just happens, man. Like, <laughs> I've also moved around a lot. Like, <laughs> just, just, you'd be surprised how little you care about an area, but you've only lived there for two years, and then you find out you're leaving. <laughs> like... Mm. Alright, who's closing this out? Uh Brody, I was mansplain say, your way out of this. Alright, let me mansplain. Yeah. Um just be fucking nice to people. Don't let like what their present self seems to be just kinda block what you already think of them. Because the fact of the matter is they're a fucking stranger. You don't know shit about them. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover either. No, yeah. I well <laughs> look. I disagree with that statement entirely. Uh, you can judge a book by its cover, and that's why most people do. It's called a defense mechanism. But then and you got to. But if it's nature. an offense mechanism, that's you got to really think: Why are you defending yourself? That's you know, where is it coming? It's animal from. nature. It's literally like telling a zebra, like, um, that could be like a lion that isn't gonna attack you today. Everything's gonna be. But fine. what if it's just a big kitty who wants to be friends, and you have a laser pointer? Does that is that a thing? If I if I went to like a lion pen in the zoo with a laser, you guys want to go to the zoo in the spring? Shiny. Let's go to the.
the thing. fucking zoo, yeah. The shiny thing. I'll drive us to the zoo. We should go to the zoo. Yo, Zane hates the zoo. Let's go to the zoo. Zoos make me sad, but I do. Is there a brewery by the zoo? The Bruin Zoo. The zoo and brew. Oh, that's such a good one. Owned by Zaboombafoo. Alright. Bye, y'all. We're going to the Bruin Zoo. We can't top it. We can't top it. Good night, everybody. Good night, y'all. We're going to the zoo and brew. Peace out.